Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic art and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam Silverstein, and as always, I am joined by London. From the shadows, we have that mysterious voice that you may know of as Shadow Adam. History of the Batman with London is produced and engineered by Mason Booker. We are live here at Meltdown Comics, where every every third Tuesday of the month we have Meltology. You basically show up 7 p.m., draw a page of whatever you want at 9.30 p.m. The art is collected. When you come back the next month, after paying $3 for printing costs, you'll get a complete zine with everyone's contributions inside. There is no set theme, and all skill levels are welcome. Recently had their one-year anniversary of Meltology, so check it out. It's amazing. Go to at Melt underscore Thology on Twitter or Facebook. If you have any specific questions, ask for Chuck. But let's get into Batman here because we were gone for a week and some of our favorite listeners shouted us out and said, where were you? We missed you. <laughs> London, you okay? Everything good? You back? You yeah, ready? I'm back and no more hiatus. <laughs> all right. All right. So it's new comic book Wednesday. That means new comic book podcast, History of the Batman. London. What are we going to talk? Well, first of all, before we get into what we're going to talk about, how was Kamikaze? Kamikaze was so much fun. <laughs> there was a lot going on, and I did the Batman panel, and that was fun. And I saw yeah, that. Yeah, you were there. And a lot of listeners and followers were there, too, which I thank you guys for coming out. That was really cool. And yeah, Kamikaze was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any any specific highlights? Any Batman highlights? Um, I talked to a few different creators and hung out in Artist Alley, and it overall it was it was really good. And I think just for me, the highlight was doing the panel <laughs> and being among other Batman people and talking about Batman and all of the different cre the different versions and. That whole experience was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you actually represented, on the Batman panel, the idea was that each Batman expert was assigned a specific Batman. Right. And you got to basically explain to the audience why your Batman was the best based on the questions that were asked by the moderator. Right. Yeah. And you had the animated series Batman. Right, which is, I think, an, was just an automatic crowd favorite. <laughs> well, you won. <laughs> yeah. Everyone and, liked your Batman the best. Yeah, but I can't take all the credit, of course. The creators of the series, <laughs> they they deserve the credit. And Paul Nini and Bruce Timm. It's, it's, it was really fun because the animated series is one of my personal favorite Batman. So it was great to actually talk about one that's that I enjoy so much and that yeah. was one of the Batmans that got me into Batman and mm. reading comics. So yeah. it was fun. <laughs> they made it, they made it easy for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know one of the things I was in the audience uh, supporting and 
one of the coolest things that I remember seeing or being a part of is like every, you were hitting your points. Now you you that was your first panel. Yes, and ever. So <laughs> I could see that there was a little bit of you weren't jumping in. No. Like everyone else is jumping in. You were being yeah. very respectful <laughs> of everyone else's time. Yeah. And we had to share mics, so it was it was a little interesting and I was already I already had nerves and it was cuz right. it was my first panel, but right. I tried to get in there as best as I could. No, and I thought you did a great <laughs> job and the coolest thing that I was talking about earlier just mentioning is that every time you hit a point, you would bring up something that I didn't know about necessarily, but all the Batman hardcore fans <laughs> knew about it. And, and you'd hear, you would say something such as uh, when he did this and everyone would be, oh, yeah. Yeah. Or when I th- you, you mentioned one of the episodes, I think one of the most iconic Batman um, moments in, in, in the, po- in the uh, animated series. I can't. Is that right? Didn't you talk about Mr. Freeze? Or you talked about some... Yeah, I talked about Heart of Ice briefly and, and Two-Face. And... and the crowd was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're clapping every time you're saying something. Yeah. That so, was pretty cool. Yeah. And people said, and afterwards, people said they came out because they loved the animated series. So they wanted to come and, and hear. So it, the audience was really great. They responded. It was really, Yeah, which I didn't expect. <laughs> right. I so... remember beforehand, you were like, I, hope, I don't, I don't know, know if anyone people... will be there. Yes. There may be, and it was the last panel. Right. It was the last panel of the, of the day. And so I didn't think there would be as many people, but the whole room was filled and there was like standing room too. And I was like, wow. So that added to the nerves a little, but right. it, but overall it was fun. It was great. Yeah, it was She fun. hung in tough. <laughs> the moderator told us later that a lot of those guys were trained uh, stand-up comics. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they were. You could tell that they had done it before. And what it was still impressive was that you you maintained your co- cool, composed self and <laughs> actually hit big points. I mean, you might have not had the flair, <laughs> right? Right. But you were number. You were also the only woman on stage, other yeah, than the moderator, which right. was awesome. So yeah, kudos to you on that. Thank you. Yeah, she was very excited about that. She was because she said for the. The battle of panels. That was the first woman ever in those. So that's that's something that is cool all by itself. Right. So I'm glad I I think I represented the anime oh, series heck yeah, as you best did. as I could. Well, you won. <laughs> you won. You got the loudest applause yeah. when they asked who was the favorite. So yeah, it was that was really fun. So I would like to do a another panel again. Sure I think I'll. I think my nerves will will be better. <laughs> Well, listen, I mean, you listen to your first podcast and now you listen to yourself now. I'm sure, you know, it's it's, different. Yeah, it is. It takes time. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, so yeah, Kamikaze in general was, was great. And a lot of people said that they listened to our last episode that was like a Batman fan guide to Kamikaze and that actually helped them. Oh, great. And they got to meet creators and go to different panels and so i'm glad that that was helpful yes yes (laughs) yes and then you also had a pretty cool experience here at meltdown on wednesday it was november 4th yeah Yeah, maybe it was so that was so yeah it was last wednesday and what happened yeah Grant morrison was here signing the first issue to claws which 
which has art by Dan Moore, and I am already enjoying it. And it's a interesting take on how Santa Claus came to be, in a sense. But yeah, I got to see Grant Morrison, which he's one of my favorite writers and Batman writers. So it's very cool. Meltdown always has amazing signings to come to. So yeah, that's always an, um, that's all. It's always great to see him. Yeah, we're gonna try <laughs> for you listeners to get Grant here at the History of the Batman with London podcast. Yes, so we're working, working on that. On that, but right? uh, that, that man is mysterious. He is. He's really into magic. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah, I've heard. It's he's I I don't even know. I would love to just pick his brain and discuss a lot with him. <laughs> so he is very he's a very great guy. Well let's very try nice. let's try to make that happen. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right, so what are what are we doing here today? What's uh what are we talking about Batman related? Well, we actually haven't dived into this subject on the podcast before so it's a great time to start we're going to talk about the bat suit today the bat suit yes and i'd also like to shout out ranker.com yes we have been working with ranker and we worked with ranker on the disney click podcast that comes out of meltdown as well and ranker if you don't know people it is a very fun website. Have you gotten a chance to look at it? Yes, I have. They they literally have lists for everything. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the top heading, people, film, TV, music, sports, games, videos, funny, more. And then you go to more and it's crazy. I right. mean, it goes, and then you, you, know, you get into the comic books and they have lists for Game of Thrones. And what is the concept of, of the ranker? Can you tell the listeners? Well, basically, they do top lists for anything, really. And it's 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 funny because I went on the website and it's literally things that you wouldn't even think about listing or ranking or it's 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 more like countdowns, which I think are fun. And they have a lot of Batman ones, actually. And so today we're going to talk about their list for the best Batman costumes or suit and their list actually has and it's by the fans or the people of the website and they vote so it's pure fan vote and they have on this list 55 different suits and which people have asked me before why don't you talk about the bat suit and there are so many different <laughs> interpretations of the suit whether it's in comics or tv or film or video games and it's just a lot to try to condense but that's why we're going to look at ranker's list yeah. and we're going to talk about the top 10 and i think we should have. count down from 10 to 1 yes that's what we're going to do <laughs> But I will tell listeners, if you get a chance to go to Ranker.com, you really should. It is super fun. They, I mean, I'm looking at some of these lists right now. The sexiest female comic book characters. Do you know who number one is? Anyone? Who they who was voted number one? No. Let me ask Shadow Adam. Come uh, on. Gwen Stacy? No, Emma Frost. Ah. Really? All right. Oh, you're a superhero guy. Uh, you're a Superman guy, Shadow Adam. 
So I um, saw they had a list on there, and it's the 13 reasons why Batman hates Superman. Oh, really? <laughs> That's awesome. I need to read that because I want to know <laughs> what right, well, they are. I, I, here's one. Before we get into the actual Batsuit list, this is the list that they have. It's the best comic book superheroes of all time. Their criteria was the only superhero pro- protagonist characters from comics. No villains or superhero teams. And so they want you to list the most bad, tough, iconic comic book superheroes ever created. And so let's see if you guys can guess the top ten. Let's see where you... Top ten. Every, all superheroes. <laughs> you go first for number ten. Just give me one. Give me one. Is Spider-Man there? Spider-Man is number two. Okay. Your guy, Superman, where do you think he is? I'm going to go with five. Ooh, Iron Man is five. Iron Man's five. That's my second favorite. There you go. Well, (laughs) Superman is four. Okay. Really? All right. Captain America, six. Hmm. Number 10, Wonder Woman, the only woman in the top 10. Oh, that's a shame, actually. I know. But 11 was Rogue. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And 12 was Daredevil. Nice. <laughs> Number nine, Thor. Eight, okay. Flash. Huh. Seven, Hulk. I've told you six, Captain America. Five, Iron Man. Four, Superman. Three. Is that Batman? No. No. Wolverine. Oh, okay. Okay. And number one is Batman. <laughs> So, That's awesome. <laughs> perfect segue. It's it's funny because usually when they do lists like that, just anywhere, Superman and Batman are like number one, number two, number three. Yeah. So it 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 it, it depends. I would <laughs> yeah, I would say that if you really look at the history of superheroes and at least since probably the seventies, I mean maybe even earlier, but I would say you you're definitely it's Batman. Spider-Man and Superman, once X-Men got popular, Wolverine made his way into right. that. And definitely the top four. And then Iron Man kind of came back with the movies. Yes, definitely. Because I don't think a lot of people, unless you read the comics, knew who Iron Man was before the film. So it's crazy how that character became so popular and one of the most popular Marvel characters or comic book character so right yeah yeah london and i didn't know each other in 2008 so i took a group of non really comic book friends to see iron man and all their question was who's iron man now he's a household name yeah Yeah. so clearly he is uh a driving force in the marvel universe and obviously based on fan votes top five superhero of all time right all right so Batman costumes. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, talking about Batman, we always know that within the group or the allies he has, he doesn't have superpowers. So the bat suit is one of the things that makes him the hero that he is. So it's almost, it's just as important as the Batcave or the Batmobile. It's one of those iconic, it's, it's part of his iconography. It's part of recognizing him. And the Batsuit has become one of the most popular, I think, superhero costumes, period, if they had to 
rank costumes, which they probably do on <laughs> somewhere on Ranker or the most popular or most recognizable superhero costumes. It, that suit is definitely up there. And its design has changed a lot over the 76 years, but it still stays true to a few elements. And when Bob Kane created Batman back in 1939, his original design for Batman's costume looks different than we know it today. It had red and yellow coloring, and he had, based in being influenced by things such as Leonardo da Vinci's wings, the actual, he had bat wings and he had a domino mask and it looks very different than what we know. And then when the ghost writer Bill Finger came in and he helped redesign the suit, we see the difference from the domino mask to an actual cowl that covers most of his face to give it a more mysterious look. Instead of the bat-like wings, we get a kind of scalloped cape and you added gloves for the detective side and you have, instead of the red and the yellow, that was probably more influence from Superman since Bob King was asked to create another popular hero like Superman had become at the time, you have a blue and gray color scheme. And so you first see the first Batsuit. You see Batman in Detective Comics 27 from 1939. And from then on, his suit evolves. But usually you have the same bodysuit, which is usually the color schemes of between gray and blues and blacks. It still has that dark kind of demeanor. And most importantly, with all of the Batman suits, you always have a bat chest emblem or there is a shape of a bat because the reason why the suit looks the way it does is because Batman wants to illustrate or show that he's the shadow of the bat, that he's trying to strike fear into the hearts of criminals. And so uh, so the way that he does it is he has this bodysuit and he usually has a cape and he has the cowl and he has the gloves and he has boots and utility belt. And those elements in, when, when we start our top 10 list are all there and they all kind of change differently with each creator but those elements make up the bat suit and the bat suit's important because that's that's batman's power in a sense it's not just his martial arts or just his brilliant mind he has that to make all the tech that comes with it and the bat suit helps him be the hero that right. he is it serves as his weapon his right. armor exactly and it's changed over the years it's become more high-tech with armor or it's been very simple with just a suit and i think the top 10 it shows the more popular costumes or bat suits but it also gives a good range of the different ways that batman's been represented and so the bat suit is definitely one of the things that 
you can talk for hours about because in all of the comics, there's usually, if you look in the 40s and the 50s, the suit looks relatively the same and you have core artists. But each decade shows a different type of Batman, but it's evolved so much and there are so many different side comics and alternate universes and then you go into other media and you see him interpreted in different ways so the bat suit is definitely something to discuss because it has so many different aspects to it that make up batman and why i think people like batman yeah well I mean, the list is huge. There's 55. Yeah, there's 55. List. I mean, are there more than 55 Batman suits? Yes, I, I'm sure there are. I would definitely say that it's more than 55. I think they just had to cap it somewhere, or those 55 were the most. And I looked at the list, and there were over 5,000 votes and over 200 voters with 55 costumes. So within those 200 people, I su- suppose they named th- those 55 came up the most. So it's interesting to see. And I personally, in this top 10, my my favorite suit is not in the top 10. Oh, okay. Well, I want to <laughs> hear about that. Um, so why don't you give us your favorite suit? My favorite suit, and maybe it's because it was the first... Batsuit Batman that I was introduced to is the 66. That's my favorite suit. And I think because if you watch the television show, he has everything in that utility belt. If, If for any situation or any problem for some reason, that utility belt is the answer. And so I, I loved that. Well, that was number 33. That's like an upset. Yeah. It was down that far, huh? But I'm glad it made the list. <laughs> yeah. Cause, well, I don't think that, that suit could not make the list. Yeah. Um, and I also like other I also like other suits and one that's more of like an alternate one is the the Batman Zur and Awe. And I think Say that again. Batman Zur and Awe. And what is that? That <laughs> that was well, it originally came out it was a one time comic where it's he has like a red and purple oh. and yellow suit and it was originally in the fifties but then Grant Morrison brought it back in the two thousands uh, and it's, it's red a, right yeah it's like a red and it has purple and yellow and that's Z U R dash E N dash E R A R R yeah yeah. So Number I six on ranker.com. Okay. All mines are in the thirties. Okay. <laughs> well, do you do you like um oh Gotham by Gas Lamp? Uh what number Number is, thirty. Yeah. That's one of oh, our favorites. That is too. one of my favorites. That's that is my favorite Elseworld. So okay. What was the first Batman comic? Detective Comics twenty seven, right? Yeah, what was the original? Thirty one. <laughs> <laughs> All of mine are in the Purple 30s. gloves. Okay, yes, purple gloves. I love this one. The Bat Caveman. Oh. Number 41. Number 41. There's just so many different types. And and it's funny, they call it they say costumes, and I think they use that term correctly because not everything is necessarily a suit. For the most part, it is. Most of the time he has a bodysuit and and for the earlier years, there was like briefs over it and that depended on the color. could have been black or blue. But 
most of the time his it's a suit and it's a whole it just all works together and but i like the different cowls i like the different shape of the capes i like the different designs of the utility belts i like what the utility belt can hold and i think that by itself even when people say bat suit that's the first thing they go to maybe even before the cowl or even before the cape because it had in different books it has so much <laughs> there's gas pellets and lasers and cameras and just batarangs and just so many the list goes on and on and sometimes kryptonite and I want to mention that because he always doesn't have kryptonite on him and for some reason people think he always does and I think that's a Superman thing and but he doesn't always a <laughs> Superman uh, yeah contest. but he doesn't always have kryptonite on him, but he has in comics before. So the list for what the utility belt can do and what it can hold goes on and on and on. And it's more, yeah, I like the to look at the bat suits for more of the color scheme because there was a time, especially in the 90s, when the bat suit went just black on black, which I think inspired different films, which one of them we'll talk about on the list. And how the shape of the ears are, whether they're short or they're long, or how the cape is, whether it's right. just there or if it's or if he uses it to just envelop himself completely or he uses it as a defense mechanism or protection and all of the different things that each of the major elements that the bat suit I think has aids him to be Batman. Right. Right. So, so just but, another thing, it's like when you don't know comic books or you don't know Batman that well. I mean, everyone has an image of what Batman looks like. Right, exactly. And then you probably say, well, do you know there's over 55 different interpretations of that? Most people would be like, I have no idea. I had no idea. Right. Because you do. You have an image of what Batman looks like or what you would draw if you had to draw Batman, and it it's based off of something. Exactly. But everyone has just a little bit different interpretation. Right. Like people who are fans of Michael Keaton's Batman, 89 and 92, I think that one, I think the Batman 89, I think was in the teens on that list, I think. Well, I think I looked at... The Batman and Robin George Clooney was 55 uh, the worst it made it it made it that was probably just to get no votes <laughs> i'm surprised it made it i didn't think it would make it but i think just the fact that it was so unpopular made it popular right so but okay that's i was wondering if that was going to make the top 10 but I'm like absolutely uh, not. but no all right, That's so okay. Okay. what do you want to do? You want to start with the top 10? Yeah, we can start with the top 10. That's, right. So we can start with number 10. Let's go with number 10. Number Hold on real quick, yes. Adam. Shadow Adam, do you know, have you looked at uh, London's work to see what the numbers are? Or have you looked at the list? I have looked at the list, but I, I don't have it memorized. Okay, then I'm not <laughs> going to ask you. I was thought we were, I would just see what you thought was number 10 <laughs> and see how wrong you were. <laughs> All right, so number 10, what is it? Number 10 is the Justice League Unlimited suit. So it's the suit from the animated series that was from 2004 to 2006. And that, I like that suit because it's a combination of 
the animated series that were before it. It has the and I guess I like I liked looking at the numbers on Ranker too. I kind of noted those because there were like seventy four thumbs up and like thirty six thumbs down. So it like there I think half made it to number ten. But I always think that the animated series and television and the films, they're the first introduction to Batman for a lot of people. Uh, we've kind of discussed that in the in an episode talking about Batman movies and their comic book inspirations, that for a lot of people, that's the first thing that you see. So a lot of the list is made up of TV and film and video games. But this design was by Bruce Tim. Like I said, it was within the early 2000s. The first there was Justice League, then it was Justice League Unlimited. And it has a similar style to the new Batman adventures. It has kind of, except the cowl, I suppose, uh, what's more noted with this, they have his cowl has longer ears. But he has a gray and dark blue bodysuit and... He has the kind of, he has a utility belt that has the large pockets, which I think are interesting to note because as we go through the top 10, the utility belt, it's has, it's either a yellow or a gold, but it has large, it's either large pockets and, and one of them, the utility belt is built within the suit and sometimes there aren't pockets and it's little details like that, that kind of call back to older comics or Silver Age comics, but it has it's the suit is black and the the cape is black with like a blue outline and he has the gloves and he has what I like about this suit is I like the really kind of bright blue within the cape yeah and then it's kind of dark everywhere else and then it has a gray bodysuit I like the use of blue I know a lot of people like their suit either gray and black or all black, and they like those dark tones. But since he kind of started or originated at, with blue, I always like to see how the artists play with the, the color because sometimes it's really bright. Other times it's like a midnight blue, which we kind of see here. And then the chest emblem doesn't have the yellow oval. Right. It has a kind of sleek, bl just black bat, which is kind of calling to the new Batman Adventures, which was the late uh, 90s. So and when the, the capes at rest, it seems to go over his shoulders. Yes, it goes over his shoulders. And I like, and I think in this one, I really like the cowl because the ears are long. But I am a personal fan of long ears. I know people like the short swept back ears that different artists do. Those were extremely long ears. Yeah, they... Yeah, which I thought was interesting. It and it kind of gives it a very sleek, almost futuristic feel. And it's right after Batman Beyond, so I think that kind of played into the design of it as well. And I think a new feature with for the Justice League Unlimited bat suit was that his boots actually had heels. And I know it's little things that people may not notice, but it, they're important. But you do. <laughs> but I do. So he had so but all of the elements are there. The cowl, the cape, the gray bodysuit, the black and blue cape, the boots, the gloves, 
And like I said, I think it's just the animated shows were, for a lot of people were their favorite interpretations of Batman. Or like you said, if they had to draw Batman, a lot of it would be from the animated shows. Yeah. So, so that's yeah, number 10. that is number 10. Now, and I, are, are you fine with that being number 10? I'm fine with that being number 10. I I think visually that how Batman looks, it's it's more for this one, I think, aesthetics. Um, he still has all of the same capabilities that he did in the in the f- animated series prior. So I think it was more just the look of it. I think people liked that look of Batman within the D- within that DCAU. So you'd give that a thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, so I think that's a good choice for, number, for 10. number 10. All right, that leads us to number nine. Number nine which I'm glad it's actually number nine because it's a very good contrast to what we just discussed, is the Batman Year One costume. And that's the one that was developed in comics by Frank Miller? Right, Frank Miller, and the artist was David Masticelli, and that was in 1987. And it's one of, I think, a Batman essential, that four-issue arc that I think if anyone's trying to get into Batman comics so they don't know where to start, Year One is definitely a great book to to start with because, like the title says, it's a story about Batman beginning to be Batman, and it's a retelling of his origin story, and you also get a look into him traveling the world and training his mind and his body and then coming back to Gotham and then discovering that he wants to take the form of the bat and becomes Batman and you get those first it's those early years of Bruce Wayne which I always love those stories and for that they actually took out the blue right and it is a gray bodysuit and it's just black boots cowl cape Everything is black. So it's very simple. But I think that's important because it's the it's his first suit. It's the first time he's coming out as Batman. So he, he had would, a utility belt on the Right. Floor. He had a utility belt and he had all of those elements that we went through. But yeah, he has a gray bodysuit, he has a black cowl, he has the cape and the briefs and the boots and the gloves and the utility belt has all of the first uh, the first things like gas pellets and batarangs and grappling gun and all of those first weapons and devices that he used in back in 1939, 1940. So year one just on its own is a great story arc for anyone who wants to look at the early years of Batman. And year one has just influenced so many different comics and film especially i always say that for like batman begins year one is definitely they took a lot from year one and what's interesting to note for batman year one in 87 is that in his boots is the first time you see bat sonar so he pushes a button on his heel and it triggers a call to all the live bats in his bat cave and uh-huh. creates a major distraction and you actually didn't see that anywhere else it was the first time the bat sonar was seen in comics anywhere and so that is an important feature by itself i think that's worthy of being in the top 10 list 
introducing different gadgets right. or diff- anything new to such a classic suit. So although it was simplistic in color scheme and even design, it still kept with the high tech. It still kept with what Batman's about. So year one, and I love the animated film of Batman year one, and that illustrates the costume beautifully. And Did they keep it the same or... S- yeah, they pretty kept it. The no, they kept it pretty much the same. They kept the. So that's from the comics to the animated right. The anime, right? Is it? It is an adaptation of Miller's book. Yes, and yeah, they kept the suit the same, and they kept true to the story, which I always like when the films are close to the adaptations. Kind of the same thing with the adaptation of Dark Knight Returns. Very true to the books. It's really good. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so number nine is Batman Year One suit. It's simple, but it definitely still illustrates Batman. But you get to see a really great take on his early years and coming up with the Bat suit for the first time. Very cool. And number eight, you actually kind of just yeah, <laughs> it kind of fell right into place. Number eight is the Batman Begins costume. And that's interesting to note because... That's the Christian Bale one. Right, that's Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan's uh, 2005 film. And eight years prior, we didn't have anything. And the last thing we had was Joe Schumacher's Batman and Robin. So Nolan and the designer was Lindy Hemming for, for the suit. And they really wanted to, of course have a different take on Batman than was seen prior but they kept true to like I said it for year one the early years of Batman the first bat suit that kind of comes together and and yet they use black on black which I think took a lot from 90s comics especially like Troika that series Batman has a full black suit black everything you can hardly even see the chest emblem right and I think that was kind of used as an inspiration I would say you, you know I mean I gotta tell you and this is my opinion I, I don't like that suit I don't think <laughs> this should be in the top 10 I think the head looks misshapen right I, I think it's it, Oh, go on. Yeah, no, I agree. That was one of the things I was going to talk about anyways, that the cowl, even though I like the ears, the, the swept back ears, and even though when designing it, they said they wanted to have the material thin enough where he can move around. And move then, his neck because like, the Keaton couldn't do that. Right. Um, but then they wanted the cowl itself to kind of shape Bale's face to make it really intense. I think the way that the eyes are shaped, the way the mouth is shaped, it's just by itself looking at him, it's just the it looks he looks brooding no matter what he's doing. And yet there was issues with the turning of the head and right. not much movement. So I think that would be the only reason why it shouldn't be so high on the list, in my opinion, is that the cowl and the movement of his head, when he's in combat, he kind of needs that aspect. And so that kind of is a drawback to me with the suit. Yeah. But I am a fan of the black on black. And you you can see the emblem just enough right on his chest. And 
yes, I'm I'm a fan of the color scheme. But if you do the black on black, I mean, why even do the emblem on the chest? Right. It's it's like you can barely see it. And for me, I like the contrast. I'm I do a, I'm too. a fan of the black and then the yellow emblem personally. Well, that's that's your 66. That's love. my 66, of but, course. But I mean even the but regular even the, ones. Right. It, you can even have the gray suit with, yeah. with the black and that's fine because you can see it. But the but the utility belt stands out at least looking at it aesthetically with it's, it's a gold bright yeah, gold. It's yeah, it's, it's super <laughs> gold. It almost looks bronze. Yeah, it's like it's uh it's a minimalistic belt, but it still holds the gas pellets and the batarangs and all of those. And even in this suit, he has like almost an undersuit that's kind of made of different materials that gives him, at least in combat, more flexibility. But I've, I've seen other suits or I've seen other Batman where, at least in combat-wise, they're way more flexible. I feel like this suit, it made Bale kind of stiff. Yeah. And uh, that could be just opinion, but at least I'm, I've seen in just other... Either it's comics or video game or the capabilities you have in video games or even in animation that the suit, I would feel, if it's not an armored suit, and when I mean armored, I mean just the full on, there's another big hulking suit over the bodysuit. I think Batman's agility is really important in being Batman because his martial arts and him fighting is his major strength and so the bodysuit or his costume would have to would have to add to that or would have to make sure that he can fight to the best of his ability but the cape I liked the material was like it was almost like nylon I believe and it's long and he can cover himself and so I liked the cape and I wasn't a huge fan of the cow. The ears were fine, but the movement was yeah. a little, it was a drawback. I think, I think that's the ultimate drawback is the cow. Yeah, I think he's got the, it, it looks like he's got a huge head. Yeah. And a and it just kind of narrows down by his jaw. Right. So it just it looks like this big brained guy. I don't know. It looks. It's not my favorite. It, it, and I'm, and I, I don't know if the bat suit should be comfortable. Um, I think it's more. Well, it should for, be armored. It should be armored. And it supposedly has armor and he has an undersuit that gives that. But I think that even if it's armored, he should be able to be much more flexible than, but. I don't know if that's a call to, it's his first suit, it's right. the early years, it's the, and then, of course, it's modified in The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. So we see the suit change in those films, but it could be that it's his first suit, and and that film, like I said, is influenced heavily by year one, and you see for the first time in... In other media, the boots have the bat sonar, and so he uses that in the film, and he uses that as backup, and the bats come and t tackle everybody. Yeah. So that's from year one as well. But I think that suit, like I said, I think that suit's probably within the list because... Because it's the best Batman movie, probably. Right, because for them. a lot of people, Nolan's Batman was is... 
they're either favorite or it's the first time they really got into Batman. And Batman Begins was, especially after a long period of not having a live action Batman. I mean, eight years is a long span. So coming from the design of the Batman and Robin suit that George Clooney had to this suit, it is an improvement, but then... There were there were some flaws I would I could argue. Yeah, well, listen to this. This is how much power I have on Ranker.com. <laughs> I'm on the website right now. I just gave it a thumbs down and I moved it to number nine. <laughs> <laughs> so there you nice. go. If anyone agrees with me, uh, vote on Ranker.com. Right, and that's the thing about this list is that you can just go and you can still vote. It's right. not a finalized list. Right. You can keep going, right. and the whole list can change. Yeah, we could get we could we should start a movement to get Batman and Robin George Clooney nipple suit as the number one Batman suit. So anyone listening, go to the list. Yeah, just. And just type in best Batman costumes right, of that, all time, of and all time. you can vote away. Right. Ooh, and I'm glad I moved that down. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. That And everyone listening, if you want to go and vote yourself, you can go to Ranker.com's list and put thumbs up, thumbs down on your favorite suits. All right. Awesome. So <laughs> I would say let's move to the real number eight, which is Batman Year One <laughs> now. But we are still going to Batman number seven. Right, which I think it's number seven because of the anticipation. Because yeah. <laughs> no one knows how because it moves. Because we haven't really, besides maybe one or two seconds within the trailer, we don't really know the full extent of what this Batsuit can do. But number seven is the bat suit for Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. Not the armored suit, but the regular bat suit that Ben Affleck, who's going to be our new Batman, wears. We and have at least seen it in person. Yes, we've seen it. I've seen it in person, and so I like the... Were you raiding Ben Affleck's closet? <laughs> no, they had it at uh, WonderCon. <laughs> oh, they, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. They had it there, and they had it at yeah, and they had it at San Diego, and so I got to see it up close because I was curious about oh, the material. Right. Yeah, so I got to see it in person, and then people who have done the Warner Brothers tour or have been to other cons all over, it's been traveling. Um, but yeah, we we don't get to see the suit really in action until March of next year. It comes out March twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. But in a recent, I read a recent interview and saw the designer who's Michael Wilkinson and he was on actually DC All Access and he was talking about all of the suits for Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman and of course they wanted to, him and Zack Snyder who's the director, they wanted to create a whole new Batman because he is naturally kind of a more is is a big guy and he and Zack Snyder purposely wanted Batman to literally be bigger than Superman within height and all of that um but you you can see that and at least he stated that his strength and all of that doesn't come from the armor or the suit or his gadgets he's Ben Affleck is solid and of course that suit I think is the 
closest in, um, suit that we've seen to Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, which is a heavy influence that Snyder and Wilkerson used, not just within the film, but with the suit itself. It has that kind of flat, large bat symbol on the chest, and it's a very layered gray black suit when you see it in person there's not that blue isn't there so you kind of have the absent of the classic blue and you're dealing with a lot of grays kind of looks like kind of looks like snake skin on the arms and on the chest yeah it's a very it's almost like a kind of latex seems like it's but it's but i think that's good because even though in this one and even in frank miller's dark Knight returns we know that that Batman is kind of a bigger Batman. It's not he's not so sleek as we've seen in other films, but it seems like he can move and he'll have that yeah. agility because the suit itself is the bodysuit is m- made to give him that that And you're okay so. with the small ears? Yeah, they're pretty short, but I think think for that suit, it all kind of comes together very well. He has the he has the gloves and he has the boots and he has the utility belt, which and it it all kind of flows together. Nothing is too extreme. And it and I like the influence on a comic book. I always like when the suits take from comics. And of course, this is straight from. Dark Knight Returns, we don't know necessarily how much of the story is going to be right. influenced. Of course, everyone is waiting to see the major Batman and Superman fight and see how that goes. But the suit-wise, I am a fan of the regular suit, and I'm also a fan of the armored suit right. as well. This the- suit, though, it seems that it actually... I guess the one problem I have is when you create an armor suit, and you put on fake muscles. It's like yes. the fake nipples, right? <laughs> right. I go back to that. But it's the same thing. This suit actually seems to cling to the muscles. Right. So what you're seeing is the defined muscles of the actual man. Exactly. Which I like. Right. It's form-fitting, which it should be if you think about it. And now, I think Ben Affleck likes it because if you look at the crotch, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> this thing is huge. The outline on this thing. He's like, yeah, that's me. It's all natural. <laughs> But it's, I mean, look at these pictures. It's crazy. Yeah, I think they did a really great job with suit. And even with the small, with the short footage that we've seen, and I just read an article yesterday where one of the producers said that we're going to see new footage before the year is over. Okay. So we have we have these next two months, which I kind of figured the next time we would see footage is Christmas. So that actually aligns with with that theory. Right. Um, but yeah, so I think it made number seven because everyone is anticipating to see the suit, but I think people voted for it because it's so much like Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, which is, of course, is a classic. And even the Dark Knight Returns suit is on the ranker list. I'm not sure what number, but the actual just Dark Knight Returns, that that made it in the 55. You know, I, I wonder think. if someone's voting on this right now because someone just voted on the Batman Begins, moved it up <laughs> back to number eight. I just voted on year one, gave it a thumbs up, moved it. I switched it 
you know, so, so now, it's... <laughs> as it stands at this moment, <laughs> Batman Year One is eight. Batman Begins is nine. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of cool that the list is is active. It's so fluid. yeah, so if people listen to this episode, hopefully Ooh. all the numbers will just go crazy. Yeah. It'll be it'll be completely I different. Actually, yeah, I just voted <laughs> Justice League Unlimited down. I gave it a thumbs down. Guess what's number ten? Batman eighties and nineties. And you don't. Nice. You, I don't know if you're ready to talk about that. <laughs> I mentioned it a little bit, but yeah. that's kind of yeah, that's kind of, that's right. so funny. Yeah, by the time the next episode comes, this is going to be completely different. Yeah. List, and this is not going to be accurate at all. All right. <laughs> so get, let's go to number. By the way, I'm giving number seven, Batman versus Superman, a thumbs up. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I like. That. I like it, even though mm. we haven't seen a lot of it. I have. I still am very optimistic, and I like the suit. I, I don't really have a problem with it, and I would love to see more of it in action. So All I'm right. excited to see that. All right, give us number six. Number six is a fan favorite, I know, because people talk about it all the time on the blog and on Instagram, and that is the Batman Beyond costume, and. It is on this list to me the most high tech you can get with Batman because it's futuristic. The show originally came out in '99. It lasted to 2001. It's an animated series. It's set within the DCAU of Batman the Animated Series and New Batman Adventures, and it's set into the future. And Bruce Wayne is retired and this is said this suit is said to be the last suit that he wore and it was highly just teched out to pretty much keep him from not falling apart at some point but it was the technology was so advanced they claimed that giving he passed it down to the next batman or the futuristic batman terry mcginnis and so Batman trains him, and he is the Batman of the future. And this suit is is different in a lot of ways, and it's more the color scheme I love because it's not just a full black bodysuit at all, but it has a bright red bat emblem on the chest. So, of course, just looking at it, it's striking because the red on the black is awesome, I think, and and there's a like I said, it's very there's a lot of different tech involved. It has, it doesn't have a cape necessarily, but it has kind of, it has almost wing like where he can glide and it has flight capabilities. So that's already there, and it's still and he has a utility belt built within the suit, so it's not. It's not detachable. You can't just take it off. It's within the suit, but it still holds all types of batarangs. He has electric batarangs and and explosive batarangs, and he has still grappling gun and all the different regular weapons that you would see in a utility belt, the gas pellets and everything. But the suit itself is almost made out of electronic circuits in a way and yet he can still fold it up and put it in his backpack when he has to go somewhere so it's so because of the way that it's made the flexibility and the way that he can move it and of course is extraordinary i think this and and actually the next 
number on our list or the next suit on our list, those two I think are the most flexible that I think Batman is within these suits. Uh-huh. Um, I yeah, I think that just and it's not and he doesn't have a cowl, which is something right. that's to note. It's like just a, a face mask yeah, in a way. Explain this face to me. I mean. I don't get it. how how does it work? Because you see his teeth, you see his eye, but his whole face is covered. But his in whole black. face is covered in black. It's almost like the. It's like the symbiote from Venom. Yeah, and it covers his lips. It covers right. It covers pretty much everything, and yet inside of the suit, it works. Um, he has like a microphone and and like his fingers and he has like he can communicate with Bruce through even the suit and it's so there's so much tech involved because of course they have to present that this and that this is the future but it's a great suit to compare even just year one to because it's the first time Bruce Wayne goes out and then you have this suit and I think this would be the type of suit that Batman would have in the future and it's very, it has, it doesn't have, but it doesn't have a cowl. It doesn't have a cape. It still has the boots. And on the boots, this is new. It has like rockets. So he can kind of fly in that way. And so you kind of have these little elements that make it very futuristic. It's very sleek because it all comes together. It does, nothing looks detached. It's all one thing. And and what's great is that the suit itself, whomever is wearing it, it fits perfectly to them. So he didn't. So technically, Bruce, when he was wearing it, he didn't have to alter it to give it to Terry. It just automatically fit him. So that's just tech by itself. Seems like a suit <laughs> that could only be made in comics and/or animation. Yes, there's so much it can do, and the capabilities it can do. That I think that's why a lot of people want to see Batman Beyond in live action to see if they can actually do it, because a lot and then and of course nowadays movies have <laughs> movies can do almost anything now. But that's a, I think that's a big reason why people want to see it in live action because it's so like I said and I'm sure I'm using the term too much, but futuristic is the word to use and it has all of these different capabilities and represents Batman in the future. Have so. you seen a good Batman cosplay? Uh Batman Beyond cosplay? Yeah, I have actually. Uh, people do cosplay at cons and and most of the time it's just a full black suit. So I think it's all connected. I think even in the comics where it's like the cow separate and then you have the suit and then you have the cape and then you have the utility belt and then you have the boots. It's almost like his suit is all one. It's all connected. Right. But I think it's because it's all within this network of technology that makes it amazing. And he can go toe-to-toe with these futuristic bad guys or within the world that Gotham is 40 years later. Right. So I think that the Batman Beyond suit definitely... I, I figured it would be in the top 10 even before I saw the list. So... I'm not surprised that it's number six. I gave it a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I mean, I like it. Mm. Uh, I just don't think it's a top ten. It's top ten. I, 
I know people like it a lot wow. more because they loved that series. And like I said, animated series, very influential, all of them, not just the first one in the early 90s, but the animated series influenced a, a lot of people. And even the later series, like I think the Batman's on there somewhere. The animated and, series, huh? Yeah, and that's actually... <laughs> If we're just going on to number five. Oh, how yeah. does that work? <laughs> um, it is Batman, the animated series costume, and it's the one from 92 to 95 and then 95 to 97. It's the first design by Bruce Tim, And I think, like I said, for a lot of people, the first time being introduced to Batman is through the animated series. So it's dubbed a classic look it has the a lot of the elements from even at least color wise it has a lot of the elements from the silver age batman it has a kind of really light gray and it has a lot of bright blue accents which i found that was really important because doing the or doing the art for the show it's known that they did work on they they drew it on black paper and used light pens and and art to do that so you're already working against the black so you have to kind of have those bright colors you have to have those bright hues so the bodysuit itself was gray and then it was outlined with bright blue accents depending on how he moved but inside the cape was r just this bright bright blue almost sky blue but then outside of the cape was black so when you see him moving through the shadows he can almost be one figure all in black and then have three slight lines outlining his just his shape and you can still feel the intensity of that dark night but then you have these colors that highlight it and of course what's most memorable is that in the beginning in the animated series it had the bat emblem was the classic yellow oval symbol that was introduced in the early 60s in the comics and he still has the gloves and they have fins like the scaffold fins and just and then he has the utility belt which is kind of has those cloth like pockets that I always like I am a huge fan of the utility belt that has those pockets because more I like the Batman 66 which he has those huge pockets and the belt itself is bright yellow so you have these really light colors that contrast with just the dark nature of the art of the show because it's casted on black paper so you needed those colors so I think the aesthetics in this is really important and it calls to the classic look that you saw in the 60s and the 70s and just like with Batman Beyond the flexibility of Batman the way he fights in the show is extreme the hand-to-hand -hand combat is perfect within the suit and it doesn't seem binding it all flows together and the cowl he has a he has the same cowl and it has black with blue outline and it's just the look itself is the classic it has the classic batman colors it calls to 
the 60s and the 70s, and it's the animated series, and like I said, That's it's your favorite. Just, right, it's my favorite, but, but it, it really for does. a lot of people, it has that nostalgic look, and it uses those colors, even though people like a dark Batman, you know blue and yellow for a lot of the designs in comics and in other media, those are the colors that Batman has somewhere right. in his costume. Right. I, I haven't done any scientific research, but I say that if you asked 100 people to draw their version of Batman or what they thought the main version of Batman was, mm -hmm. I think it would really look a lot like this right. animated series. It would look like the animated series. It would look like, I think, one of... The there were three different costumes within the '90s animated series. It would look like one of those, but I think this one, the early one from '92 to '95, that one. I mean, that's the one I would attempt to draw. It would look horrible, but right. <laughs> but that's what I would. No one envision. said you're an artist. <laughs> no, and that's why I love artists because they do amazing things that I can't. So I definitely shout out all the artists that can draw this Batman or any Batman. So knowing what <laughs> you know about the top four, would yes. you <laughs> have put the animated series costume higher than five? Yes. Where would you put it? Would I, you put it at number one? Mm, I would either put, I might put it at number two. It's definitely your top two. Yes, it is definitely my top two. Okay, that's and all. So, that's all I'm asking. Yeah, about. I would definitely have put it higher, knowing the top four. Um, and so I actually don't know when this list began, right? <laughs> or when they put it up initially. I'm not really sure, but that's why I was curious because the number four suit is from the video game Batman: Arkham Origins, and. From my experience with posting and talking with other Batman fans, a lot of people don't really like Arkham Origins. <laughs> really? So I'm I was I was kind of it was interesting to me that it made that it was number four. So but a lot of people liked this suit. And if you don't know, it's the third installment of the Batman Arkham video game series, which is critically acclaimed. And the first one was Arkham Asylum. Then we have Arkham City. And then Arkham Origins is set five years before Arkham Asylum happens. So it's prequel. And it shows the... Or it's like the first look at Batman and he has to go up against Black Mask and he has a bounty on his head and he sends out so Batman has to fight on Christmas Eve he has to fight these assassins that are trying to get him and of course he tangles with Joker which is always fun and yeah so it's a really it, I like the Batman Arkham series I like the video games the whole, all of them they're they're great and the bat suit design was by Eric Holmes and what I like about this, and there's actually another Arkham suit that's on our list, so we'll get to that later. But I like the fact that in designing the suit, they wanted to have it seem like it is the early years of Batman, that he's kind of piecing it together, that he's creating his own tech within the Batcave, and then he has the help of the Wayne Enterprise facilities to give him the technology. And 
all of it is kind of pieced together. His cow is pieced together. Everything's kind of separate or where he gets it from. And it has all of that fun, all the fun gadgets that you get to use in the game, of course. But it has a gray and black bodysuit. There isn't any blue necessarily. So they're kind of going with that kind of dark color scheme. And just like within the comics, as it's said a lot, especially within modern comics, says that the bat suit is usually made out of Kevlar. So they put that into the game. And I know for the design of just the Arkham series in general, even though uh, a different studio did this game, they want to mix the they want it to be kind of realistic in the visuals for a video game, but still stay true to the comics. So you see the suit, and it looks just like you would see it from any of the mod- uh, the modern comics. And it has the same abilities. It has a lot of flexibility. And it's with a lot of bodysuits, it's bulletproof, uh, it's waterproof, it's fireproof, and it even has kind of an armor-like feel to it. And the cowl is kind of like a protective helmet. It and it has, and what's most important and my favorite thing in the game is that it has detective mode, which you can turn on and he can analyze enemies and he can listen what, through, through the tech in the costume. Yeah, through the cowl, so you can so he can kind of have like almost like x-ray he can look through walls and he can stealing superman's powers (laughs) so it's uh it's like a super high-tech space science fiction type of yeah ability yeah definitely like that's the worst bunch of adjectives i've ever used in my life sorry but no that's exactly it and he can and of course for it's detective mode so he can analyze objects that are in front of iron man that's what it's like. <laughs> yes, detective mode is like Batman being Iron Man a little bit, but it's one of the best things in the game. Right. <laughs> so, so it's more for gameplay. It is more for gameplay. Because you but don't see that in the comic books. No, he he can't flick that on and, 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 and at least see the the status of his enemies or look through walls or things like that. But it does have... He can communicate with Alfred or he can communicate uh, in the Batcave, which you see a lot in comics through the cow, like through the ears. And so that's incorporated into it. And the cape is it has it's fire waterproof and it has wing tips and it it has a great shape so he can hide or you can cut corners and be and you can like crouch and jump and it's a so the suit itself is a great batman suit i think and is it worthy of number four um i wouldn't have put it at number four but it is a great suit is it a top 10 mm, maybe it might be a top 10 Mm -hmm. but i probably i agree with the other video game suit that we'll talk about that it should be within the top 10. But oh. I d- I would still give the suit a thumbs up because oh. the and it's cuz it still has all of the elements. It has a cape, the cowl, it has the gloves which are like combat black gloves. They're not really the just up to the wrist gloves. They're 
it goes with the suit. So it it's a really good Batman suit. It's really good for combat. It's really good for being both the martial artist, the detective. It's great for a video game. Yeah, and it's great for a video game. It fits well with the video game mode, which is... Which so give me number three. I'm ready for number three. Number three... It's it's the new 52 costume, which... Interesting. Right. And there are a lot... And there are actually a few different Batman costumes within the new 52, because if you look at it... This is it, the first new 52 Batman costume. Right. So the first new 52 Batman costume, I guess you would be looking at arcs like Court of Owls, or, or you could look at Justice League and see Jim Lee's design. So you kind of get to look at different different elements of it, but short it, ears. Right, but it has the same type. It's short ears and they have the gray and the black and and they have but he still has the gloves. Seems which to be are, blue, more blue. There's like yeah, there's a little bit of blue. And I'm talking the cow and the cape. Yeah. And so they keep true to kind of the classic colors, but make it, I think, in a more modern sense because New 52 and is the new Batman. But there, so there are several different ones you can talk about. But I do think that the New 52, if you had to pick a suit, at least and up until recently, Jim Lee's design, what design was the suit because he designed all of the Justice League and all the characters, and it was kind of that staple for at least the first three years of right. of New 52. And a one interesting design quality that he used was to almost panel the different parts of the costume that normally you wouldn't see paneled, like the thighs right. or the, or the uh, hamstrings or the biceps. There's... It seems to be pieced together. Yes. Even the chest and the stomach. Right. Which I think for a bat suit, considering we well, talk, sense. it makes sense because I always see that the body suit or whatever the suit he wears should be that form fitting, should be that definitive. It should show those qualities because Batman, as we know, he's at the peak of physical perfection. So that should be emphasized in the art as well. I think you don't get to see things like that with suits like in the Batman Beyond. It's solid black. You, there's no definition. It's just very sleek. But of course, that's for the futuristic way. But yes, Jim Lee's design for New 52 definitely shows those distinctions in the suit itself. And then you have Greg Capullo's Batman, which is, and and then you can even look at the Batman now. And there are a lot of different suits that have been shown through New 52. And I think that a lot of people for New 52 at first weren't really, um, I, I don't think they liked the change, but I think more because of the origins and the background and the storyline. But design-wise, I think people were were okay with the way that... Yeah, I like yeah. it. I gave it a thumbs up. Yeah, so I think New 52 has a right to be in the top 10. And you can look at different people who draw Batman within within the New 52. I mean, now there are several books, and but... If we had to pick the designer for New 52, it would be Jim Lee. And so, do you think that's a worthy of top three? 
I think for for a modern comic, New Fifty Two could be could be in top three. But because of the number two and the number one, I would probably change my answer. But well, what we'll would you rank there. it? What would you rank the New Fifty Two? The New Fifty Two, I I think it it or at least should give be me a, a range. Uh, I think it would be. I think it would be in top ten, but it, it might be like ten. Okay. Because I think there are a lot of different. There are so many suits. <laughs> if oh, I had to really, you know that. <laughs> yeah. So if I had to really put, it, but I do think it's worthy of top ten. So I'm not, I'm I'm not mad at them having it as number three. Oh them, that's the fans. Yeah. Ranker didn't do. That. Yeah, Ranker, Ranker didn't put do it that. up there. It's so yeah. It's it's all the people who are still liking right now. <laughs> right. It hasn't changed since I've been. It hasn't doing this. changed. Okay. <laughs> all right. Number two. Okay, number two is the Arkham Asylum costume, which is the video game. So that is different from the Arkham Origins at number four? It slightly, yes, it is. And I think it's all the biggest difference is the way that the suit came together. Like I said, I think that's why it was important for the Arkham Origins, where the designer wanted to show that. It's his first suit, and he's putting it together, and he's creating it himself. But, of course, Arkham Asylum, he's been Batman for a while, and it's the first game within the Batman Arkham series. It came out in 2009, written by Paul Dini, and same designers, and the bodysuit is still the same. It's gray and black, and it's a very simple suit, and yet you still have all of the same gadgets, the technology, you still have... The utility belt that shoots out, you can have batarangs and gas pellets, and the cowl still has detective mode, which is the first time you get to use detective mode. So by the time you get play Arkham Origins, you're used to that feature, but the cowl was distinctive because of detective mode at the time right. when it was released. And the cape is still long and it gives you of course gliding ability so it's big enough where he can jump from building to building or jump down and attack enemies and glide kick. yeah glide kick to the face which is awesome and the cape can help when he crouches and when he has to do like silent takedown and things like that and all of the things you can do in the video game but the suit itself it looks it has kind of more of a realism to it, even though it's a video game, and it calls a lot to the comics, calls a lot to the modern comics, and it's very, it's almost influenced a little bit by Jim Lee's Batman scene a few years prior, just in the stealth of it and the way it's designed. Seems um, It seems like it's very functional. Yeah, it the is. The boots seem, they have, like they have proper tread. Right. And the gloves seem to have a bit of an armor element to it. Mm-hmm. Right. The body is uh, seems uh, like a skin-tight leotard. Yeah, it's it's skin-tight, but it's flexible, yet it's protective. It has all of those elements. It's waterproof. It's fireproof. It okay. He still has all of his gadgets, and he can still... It, and the f- fighting capabilities are great. And even though it's a video game, it still looks very realistic to what maybe a modern Batman suit would look like or what Batman would wear today. So, 
And of course, for Arkham Asylum, for a lot of people, that was their, for some people, for these video games, that was their favorite Batman, and Arkham Asylum is highly acclaimed. So, so there you go. So yeah, but I think I would Video put, games in the top four. Right, I which I found interesting. I was kind of hoping there would be more comics, but it's okay. I think, <laughs> you know, I wonder who's actually voting. <laughs> if, if this is a video game-driven voting base. Right, here. yeah, like the community, maybe they're more into video games, which is totally possible. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of video games, a lot of animated series, and only one film, really. So um, one film, I think. Well, yeah, Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. Begins, right? So right. so it's very outside of the comic book media, even though, of course, comics influenced Everything. all of these <laughs> in some way or another. All right. So are we ready? Yeah. We ready for number one? Yeah. I think they got it right. Yeah, I I I see why. I totally get it. <laughs> I think that even if you listen to the past podcasts, you talk about this costume. Yes. And this particular pose in that costume. Right. That is now the Google search Batman boom comes up. Right. Become the most iconic Batman pose in the most recent right, past. Right. Which one is it? It's Jim Lee's Batman, particularly Batman Hush. <laughs> so, but I think they label it as Jim Lee's Batman, which is why for number three, that's why I don't know where I would place it because for New 52, I would say the designer's Jim Lee, so he's kind of in there twice. But I do understand why this Batman would be fan favorite. And and because when Hush came out, and it came out in 2003, Batman's design, when Jim Lee came out with this with Jeff Loeb's Hush, the design changed completely. Even the book itself, the the logo on the book, Chip Kid came in. It's just, it was the whole redesign of Batman. It kind of jump-started the 2000s in a way for the Batman era. And Jim Lee's art, he has such a distinct style. And like you said, you can, and he incorporates the grays and the blues, even, and yet it still feels modern. It doesn't feel like the 66. It doesn't feel like the Silver Age. And every, there's, Every line and every distinction of Batman is seen within the cowl and the cape and the utility belt and his body and his bodysuit and the boots. And it actually makes you wonder whether the vote is for the Jim Lee interpretation or the Jim Lee art right. versus the costume itself. Yeah. Because... Clearly, that picture is unbelievable. Right. It's, a, it's the variant to, to 608 where he's standing on, looking out at, at Gotham and his cape is almost around him. It's Everyone knows that. I'm sure most people have that poster. <laughs> it's, it's now one of the most iconic Batman images ever. It's that's definitely if you had to pick what cover is iconic, that's in top 10 somewhere. Even I don't know if. I don't. I, I don't know. Unless would it be number one in images? 
Right, I don't know what's like. We go to stores. It's on backpacks. Yeah, it's on t-shirts. It's everywhere. It's on wallets. <laughs> right. So, are, is that is this actually the fans voting for the art versus the, the costume? actual costume? Because I really think it's the art because mm. the costume itself, the costume and its function within the story and everything is fine, and it and it holds to par how Batman was even in the other stories before this Batman because this this cush ran through the regular Batman publication and ran from 608 to 619 so it it's not like he invented other new gadgets or anything he still used his same everything but it's just the look of it was so at the time and and the story itself of course is now and I an almost It's a classic story. It's a great story for people who want to jump into Batman comics. I definitely would recommend. But yeah, I think it's the it's just the look of it itself. I think it's the art more than the function of the costume or anything else. Yeah, I think it's just the way that it looks, the incorporation of the colors, and just the way that the whole suit comes together. And, of course, Jim Lee is a brilliant artist, so he draws Batman. Fantastic. He's right. he's definitely someone who was meant to draw Batman. So it's always exciting to see him draw, draw the Dark Knight. And he's even doing a Batman series now, the Batman Europa. And so he's working on Batman, and it's it looks incredible. And it's very similar. I mean, this is his style. Right. But yeah, I I totally understand why Jim Lee's Batman would be number one, or why fans would vote it as number one. So I I can't really disagree. Okay, okay. Well, so for your personal top two, you said Batman the animated series was in there. Right. I I would put it. Yeah, I so, would put it there because I would still say that. So what's number one, or what's number one or two? What's what are we putting in our top two here? Ah, uh, let's see. I, you know, I would put Jim Lee still in the top at least three. He might be number three. I'm trying to wrestle around with what would be a really good number one because I don't want to say just yet if I think that that suit would be number one. But, but I think for at least the modern. Batman fan, maybe one that came in right when Hush came out. That image of Batman, that's what pops up in a lot of people's heads. If you're not thinking about anything animated or anything from TV or anything from film or video games, I think if you're like, okay, think of Batman in comics, that cover, Jim Lee's cover with Scott Williams and, and Alex Sinclair, they're, I mean, I always think that they're a modern trinity of Batman creators. Anytime they come together and work on any project, it's stunning work. So I, I always like the work of when Jim Lee, Scott Williams, and Alex Sinclair come together. It's, it's awesome. So, uh, so did you give me an answer? No. <laughs> I didn't. I'm stalling. I know that Batman 66 <laughs> is your favorite. It is my but favorite. But is, what is the number one objective Batman costume? I would say, I, I, you know, I would, you know, I'm just going to do it. Animated series is number one because okay. I think it is just that classic right, you said colors. It. Yeah. You said it. What's so number there. two? 
Number two. I would go. Come on. I I would I would like to say it's like the, it's like oh. saying which one of your children is your favorite. <laughs> it sounds like that's how you're hemming and hawing here. Well, I'm trying to. I would like to brainstorm it, but the original, the the golden age Batman suit. Okay. I think with the purple gloves, I oh, think that go. should be there. You go. I, I I do, and because it's not just the first one, but it's that's what Batman that's was made to look right. like, <laughs> and right. everything else afterwards is. And you loved the homage to that in Zero Year. Yes, I do. I think that is is. Awesome, which is why for the new fifty two, I really like that in that suit because it's not even a suit. It's kind of like it's 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 different, and I like the fact that they use the color palette of the purple gloves. And Greg Capullo's palette is awesome. Even right now, he's using a lot of bright purples and yellows for this this current arc, which I'm loving. I think is awesome. Well, um, there you yeah. have it. But that's mine. So I know that people listening, maybe their favorite didn't make the top 10. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's why you go to Ranker.com. You vote on these lists. You have some fun with it. And if there is other lists on Ranker.com that you'd like to hear London and I and Shadow Adam discuss and you know, get London's true opinion on what <laughs> is the number one. It's like pulling teeth. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, but it's, it's true. She loves everything uh, Batman, so right. it's very so hard. It is hard. You have no idea. I, I, <laughs> like, it's like she doesn't want to offend the other costumes. I don't. For sake. They might like... come alive at night and <laughs> beat her up or something. Because there's so many, but they're all in their own way amazing. Right. So, well, that is the uh, fun of Ranker.com. Yeah, because you can awesome. actually have an opinion and check what you like. You can add your comments, and uh, it's a very cool site. And I think if you have a moment to spare and you want to get <laughs> lost on lists, that's man, the place to that's go. That's the place to go. So thank you to our friends at Ranker.com yes, for teaming you. up with us on this. And because I have been wanting to tackle the bat suit somehow, and I'm like. I uh, there's so many I don't know so this helped a lot to kind right. of cover some ground on the bat suit and just in general for, especially for people who like that aspect of Batman the bat suit and who think that that's the best superhero costume because of course Superman the way he looks is iconic but for Batman the bat suit is just as important as any other aspect of his mythos so there thanks. you go so yeah it's awesome. <laughs> all right, so thank you all for tuning in. This has been the history of The Batman with London, recorded here live at Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. I guess uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. This show has been engineered and produced by Mason Booker. I am Adam. Silverstein, a.k.a. Wednesday's Finest. Be on the lookout for On Some Hip Hop-ish, my other podcast coming out soon <laughs> with Brandon Schultz of the Blockheads fame. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. In London, peace, love, and Batman. Batman.